Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hello and welcome to Milestone episode of the Scoreboard X Podcast. Now, TJ's very upset about this. 50. Nick's not with me right now. Thanks. But this episode 50 of Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, um, we wish it was under better circumstances. Right now, we're watching game four of the New York Rangers, uh, you know, playoff uh, series against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And the series about to be tied. They're down 3 0 with. About three minutes left. They're about to go in the power play. Gallant just called a timeout, but I don't know much good that's going to do. So, TJ, Zero. Oh, nothing much. I'm just sitting here contemplating how the Rangers could absolutely shit the bed in the third period of game three and let Tampa walk all over them and then come out tonight as flat as they did, especially knowing that Tampa's plan going into game three was just to absolutely run Igor Shesterkin, and they did so very well, got him on the Rangers' skin, and then they come out and they just – put this absolute dud of a game out there. Zero effort, zero back check. They look like they're skating in sand. Just embarrassing. I think the only person that showed up other than Igor tonight was Vitrano with a little edge to his game, decided to drop the gloves, which I love to see, because that's what you should do. Uh, I'm amazed. You, you you absolutely get run by Tampa. You were 20 minutes away from going up 3 nothing in the series, and you let that get away from you with just a weak shit effort in the third period. You let them just shoot like 20-something freaking times on you until they score. And then you could just tell with 10 minutes left in that game, you just knew Tampa was winning. You just knew you were, we were essentially watching for the loss because the Rangers were generating no offense. And then tonight they come out as flat as ever. and It's embarrassing, dude. It's absolutely Panarin just, embarrassing. Panarin just scored. So it's 3-1 now. So miracle. 3-1 power goal. It's a bullshit padded stat for this game. Make them feel a little better than they should. You know what? At least Vasilevsky doesn't get the shutout, but a, a pathetic yeah. effort nonetheless. But I forgot to do this, though, real quick, because Nick's not with this. So it's just me and TJ, and it's... Typically, Nick has that on the on the soundboard <laughs> when it's just me and him. But 
or you when you it's you and him uh one of us are missing but unfortunately nick nick is a soundboard so we can't do it so i'm yeah. gonna pull that out real quick but yeah i mean it, it was just a frustrating game for i think the minute this game started I mean, what they scored in the first five minutes of the game right it was already it's already with you're already down one nothing yep. it was one of those uh I think I like to call it a quick kick in the dick, uh, just to get the thing, just get things started. Oh, absolutely, especially the fact that Maroon scored, and then as he's skating away yeah. and trying to do the fist bump, he like can't even fucking skate and do a fist bump. That's how pathetic that goal is. You yeah, you exactly. let the biggest loser on the ice on Tampa score against you. The guy yeah, can't fucking was, skate worth anything. The fact it was a fourth line, yeah, it was fucking brutal. And then it's, it's garbage. It's it's that's one thing to start there, and then it's just it just snowballed. I mean, it just wasn't you, at one point. I think. In the first period, it was like the offensive zone possession was like three minutes for Tampa and 50 seconds for the Rangers. It's like, you're not going to win a game that way. Yeah. And then I'm halfway through the second period and watch this. I'm like, they're just not going to win. I don't, I don't, I don't feel – there's no energy no. in this team. They came out zero. flat. I have zero faith in them coming back in this game. You know, it's one goal. They might as well be down with five goals because it's yeah. not going to happen. So. And it makes it worse that you have to watch it on ESPN. You can, you know, just hear them talking through their shit-eating grin that Tampa's fucking winning this game. It's pathetic. Dude, I do not respect Tampa fans. It's such a fake hockey fan base. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. embarrassing. They got two cups in the last two years. Both bullshit cups, COVID cup, and then the fucking nonsense with the, uh, oh, hey, apparently if uh, we let Stamkos back in at the end, it, it doesn't count yeah. towards the cap, so we'll just continue to do that nonsense. It's like, fuck you. That whole team Yeah, and also you got to think about they, they can't, the Canadian teams got automatically went into the Western Conference final. And the Golden Knights just shit the bet against the Canadians who probably should have yep. been there. And then they, they they go against the shitty uh, Canadians team. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. But, you know, they're a two-time defending sub, uh, you know, cup champion. Uh, and you got to beat them. You gotta, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, right now, the New York Rangers are feeling that. They had a quick 2-0 lead in this series. But, I mean, it's just at this point now, looks like it's going to be tied. And they got to go to they're MSG just, Thursday night. this team take liberties on them after every play. Tampa's getting a whack of the stick in there. They're getting a face mush. They're getting everything in. The Rangers are doing absolutely nothing. It's pathetic. Yeah. Dude, it's pathetic. No, it that is, wouldn't fly in is. men's league, dude. Yeah. Every every season I played in men's league, we could have been the worst team out there. We could have been the best team out there. You want to try to take liberties? Somebody's getting hurt. Yeah. You you, yeah. you don't yeah. let a team do that to you. You don't let anybody on the ice do that to you. And the Rangers just absolutely letting it happen. And then Ryan Reeves taking that sl- Flash. I understand a little time left in the game. You had the penalty, but you knew you're both going because you're Ryan Reeves. They're going to get you. Yeah. Throw a fucking punch. Yeah, exactly. You might as well. Dude, break somebody's face because it, it's it, you're out there for a reason. You're out there to intimidation factor. And he hasn't been intimidating anybody. And the Rangers haven't thrown a hit tonight worth anything. It, it's I, I don't understand how you can go from two periods into game three and the series looked like it was in the bag to the shit slop that we are watching tonight. And it's just a lack of effort, a lack of back check, a lack of forecheck. And everybody's just out there kind of, I don't know, out for a fucking Sunday skate. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, we were talking about before uh, before that call by Panera. We said that really the only fight that there was in the Rangers was for Toronto versus uh, Hegel. And I think he was just throwing haymakers at Hegel's helmet. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Hegel got a hit at the end. But, I mean, I, I, was, I was saying – Obviously biased, but I thought for trying to actually held his own. I thought he got Hagel's helmet off. Uh, he got the lift yeah. quick, and he put him to the ice too. He got hit once, but he still stayed up fighting, and uh, he didn't knock him down. So, you know what? In hockey fights, it doesn't matter really if you win or lose. It's just yeah. the fact that you gloves and you go for your team, and it's mm-hmm. thank you, 
you know, Frank Petrano for fucking doing that. Thank you for showing a little fight and a little effort yeah, tonight because life. the rest of your freaking team absolutely did not show up tonight and they should be yeah. embarrassed at themselves. And I hope Gerard Gallant's making a fucking bag skate and yeah. take a Greyhound bus back to fucking New York. <laughs> take a Spirit Airline. I, I've flown Spirit yeah. before. Yeah, My Spirit Airline. No peanuts, that. no fucking blankets, no pillows. And you got to no hope, you, yeah, you <laughs> hope you have a fucking pilot. <laughs> Get delayed three hours for yeah. no reason. You're not, um, you're not getting, getting sully flat with any of those. <laughs> you're getting the fucking random dude that they find at the back of the bar. Like, hey, can anybody fly a plane? It's like, oh, I don't know. You're getting fucking Randy Quaid from Independence Day. <laughs> He's like, hey, boys, I'm back. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm only, uh, I'm only, I'm only seven deep. I could fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there it goes. Four one uh, Tampa. Oh. That would most likely be your final. Um, and well, it is going to be the final because there's only eight seconds left, but. Yeah, I mean it sucks, you know. Rangers lose, but uh, you know, listen, it's tied series right now. I think if I think if we, before the series started, if you had told me the Rangers would be tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, two-two going into Game Five, going back to MSG, we'd probably be happy with that. But I think the way the series panned out, with them taking a two-zero lead, needing to just take one game in Carol and um, almost a Carolina and Tampa, and the way Tampa the Game Three played out, where they're up two nothing, uh, you know, I think halfway through that second period, and then they give it right back. They go down 2-1, win one period, 20 minutes, and we're looking at a game five where the Rangers could be clinching. Instead, yeah. we're looking at two embarrassing losses, heartbreaking losses. Uh, well, heartbreaking loss uh, in game three, and this was yeah. an embarrassing loss in game four. So now Tampa has three, all the momentum out of zero. It's MSG. Yeah. This game absolutely matters zero if you win game three. If you win game three, you still have all in your back pocket. Tampa's playing on their heels the entire way. They have the uphill battle, and at this point – the the way the Rangers are playing, it's they they're out of it. They they're completely <laughs> off the off the game. Tampa has them tilted, and they better climb out of it, and they better wake the fuck up and get ready for Game Five in New York. Because if that's a letdown game, pack it in. Yeah, you, you cannot go back to Tampa down three two. Otherwise, it's looking at a kind of like the reverse sweep. You know, you know they were up two zero. And then you, if you lose game five and you drop game six, you know, reverse sweep, you lose four straight after going up 2-0. Well, it's, it's, it's pathetic, and it's kind of sad if that does happen to the New York Rangers. I'm not saying the, the season would be a complete failure. I mean, we're not, I'm not, I'm not at no, but it yet. is. But you know what but it is? You can't come this far, and you can't do yeah. the things that they did all season long and all through the playoffs and then fall flat because that's essentially what it is. They did not lose game three because they got outplayed. They lost game three because they took the foot off the fucking gas. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's their MO, dude. That That is their absolute MO. When they come out flat and they don't play period to period, 20 minutes full, a full 60 minutes, they open themselves up to losses. They open themselves up to bad goals that go in. They open themselves up to fucking breakout passes behind the defense. Happen yeah. again tonight. How many times is Stamkos going to get behind Fox? It, it, it shouldn't fucking happen. Yep. But it, it's just it's a lack of effort and – the, the Rangers absolutely owe the fan base an apology. And you, you want to apologize, apologize big. Show up at the Garden in two days and just lay the beats to Tampa and take back the momentum because that's the only way you are getting back into the series. Yeah, I feel like I feel like sometimes it was like they just got so lazy and like slow that it was just like they were eh, we have, tonight. Like we have two more games. You know, we have two more games at home. We'll take it then. Or we have three more games up in the series. Like it just, it just to me, it feels like they like they take the time off and just feel like fuck it. We'll deal with it later. Like let them take the game. We're gonna come back stronger. And you, just, you see it. They don't skate for pucks. They don't. 
They don't try to win the board battles. They they just kind of let the play come to them, and that's not how you win playoff hockey games. You got to get the play. You got to create the play. You got to get in there and get the puck any way you can. Throw some bodies on the floor and, and get nasty. And yeah. the Rangers just are not getting nasty enough. They're not getting physical enough, and they're letting Tampa walk all over them. And if you're going to give a Tampa team that is this stacked and and, and this offensively driven room to make plays, they're going to make plays. Plays, they're going to get pucks uh, Igor, and you can't let it happen, but we absolutely did. So yeah, let's just move on from this shit show. Hopefully game five, they come out strong first period, first shift, just fucking seething. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about it too. Nine goals uh, in the first two games at home, as opposed to three goals in the last, uh, in the last two games away on the road. So, you know, obviously being outscored, uh, what was it? They lost three, seven, seven to three here. Uh, on the road. So just it, once again, that it just shows that the Rangers, their inability to play on the road. I mean, Carolina series was horrible. The first two games against Pittsburgh, they yep. in, away on the road, they gave up seven goals each game. And then they didn't figure it out for game six. And they didn't figure it out for game seven on the road in the last two series. So hopefully, you know, they figure out a home once again. They have eight game win streak at home in MSG. We're hoping they stay, stay that route. Win on, win on Thursday. We're on the road on game six, or if not, at least if you take a three-two lead, you know you have that game seven in your pocket at MSG. You know that always be you know. And listen, the the Garden crowd. If you, I mean, we watched the two games in Tampa. I mean, Tampa crowd, they are not loud whatsoever. It's not like it's a difficult place to play on the road. It's it's well, it, nobody it in Tampa Bay is pretty much. MSG. Nobody in Tampa Bay is risking a mortgage payment to go to a frigging game. <laughs> yeah, okay? The Garden Faithful deserves a win every time they show up for the amount of money that they pay. That's essentially, they, everybody that's in that stadium, like you get 10 fans and you essentially paid one person's contract for the year. It's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely it's, insane. It is insane. It is insane, the, the, the difference. But, yeah, listen, you come to the Garden, it's tougher to play and the crowd's better. Um you know, that's just not being that's not being biased. It's just the truth. The sound is just so much louder when the Rangers score a goal as opposed yeah. to uh, when Tampa scores. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's one of these things. Put in the rearview mirror. It sucks. We lost two straight. But remember the fact that you were able to score against Savassi. You were able to score, you know, six goals in game one. You were able to score, you know, three in, in game two. No, it's just a nine, nine day rust. To, to, you know, yeah, yeah, it was nine day rust those first two games. Oh, also, the wait, old, so about ESPN, I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back to this, but when Vetrano and Hagel got into the fight, so afterwards, obviously, they both go to the penalty box, five for fighting, mm-hmm. and then they, the announcer was like, now they're skating four on both sides here. And I'm like, if you literally just count the skaters, you can see it's five on five right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that, that's not – a, 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 a offsetting penalty is completely different than a five-minute fighting penalty. Yes, exactly. But they don't know that like, because you have absolute ass clowns doing color commentary and play by play. They don't know their ass from their elbow. It's you can watch yeah. this with the sound off. I, I mean, give me Good. Sam Rosen, dude. Give me Joe Micheletti right now because these guys are morons. Yeah, they're horrible. Absolute ones. I don't know where they dug these retards up, but it's Honestly, like, did, do they hit each other in the head with a fucking tack hammer before the game starts? Because they, they're all just mentally fucked. Yeah, the it was funny because I actually was I was playing golf Sunday and I was we played up in Eastern uh, PA, so we were we were driving back during the game. I was listening to the radio, and I'm like, I actually like I was upset because I was like, oh, I'm listening to the radio. I'm like, 
three o'clock game. I was kind of yeah. annoyed because I like watching the game, but then I realized ESPN has it, but they have Sam Rosen calling the game on the radio. And I'm like, you know, this is actually yep. 10, this is 10 times better than listening yeah. to, than watching the game. Because yeah. Sam Rosen is just amazing. And I was like, there's no better call than Sam Rosen's. It's a power play call. And there was two of Nothing. them in that game, but then unfortunately, Rangers do not capitalize in that game, which sucks. But. Thank God the ring. You know what? Thank God for Sam Rosen. Honestly, thank God for him because New York sports commentary is just shit. As a diehard Yankee fan, I cannot Yankee, stomach okay. Michael K. I cannot stomach Susan Waldman. And please, somebody take John Sterling out back and just put him out to pasture because it's just <laughs> awful. Oh, yeah, awful. If the Yankees were in Game Seven of the World Series. I would not listen to John Sterling give me that call. I'd, I'd rather wait a week and watch it on, on replay on YouTube or something like that. I would rather have somebody that does not speak English. I'd rather listen to the friggin' uh, ESPN Deportes fucking call, call the game, and I don't understand what the hell's going on. Give me the WWE Spanish announce table. Give me the play-by-play because just John Sterling makes your ears bleed, and I am just appalled by how, uh, rather uh, Yankee fans. Just love him, and they're like going absolutely crazy that he's not going to travel as much with the team anymore. I'm sitting there like, good, yeah. retire all together. Bye, see you later. Take Susan Walden with you. You know, both yeah, just he's... jump in a casket and close it up. Bye. <laughs> I don't want to go that far. But... Seal it up. See you later. Yeah, I think he's missing out like 25 or 30 games in the road. I think today good. is one of, the, one of the first times he's missing out. But Michael K has been doing that too, which is good because I actually like Ryan Ruka a lot, mm-hmm. and Ryan Ruka was calling the game today for the uh, Minnesota Twins versus the Yankees. So. Uh, I, I'd rather have listen to Ryan Rucco any day of the week than uh, John Sterling or Michael Kay. Um, but it is what it is. Yankee fans, it is what it is. ESPN, you know, way uh, the NHL playoffs are shaping yeah. out. And I wish and we were sad TNT. because the Yankees are rolling. So TNT had uh, Kenny Albert. Did they? Yeah, the TNT, the Western oh, Conference games had Kenny Albert calling. It was so much better. Uh, Kenny Albert's a stud. Yeah, and speaking of which, well, we'll just talk about the Western Conference. Give me, give me Marv Albert. Bring him back. Yeah. Yes, I just bit a prostitute. <laughs> That's a good impression. Who um, cares, dude? Just give me Marv Albert doing play-by-play his sexual exploits. Okay, it's better than the freaking ESPN, just not knowing who's touching the puck and what's going on in the game. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's... I was surprised it is not a woman, but I paid for it, and I'm going to get my money's worth. Yes! Yes. <laughs> she, I asked if the happy endings were thrown in. Yes, they were. The chances um, of me getting a venereal disease. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so speaking of the Western Conference, Avalanche. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, I forgot. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not on my game right now. I didn't say allegedly. Usually that's my, that's my, that's my thing, <sighs> DJ. Um, but. <laughs> Western Conference, obviously, Avalanche rolled through the Western Conference. They finished yeah. twelve and two through, through the first three rounds. Absolutely they swept insane. The Orioles, uh, oh, Orioles. They swept Orioles. The, swept the Oilers, Edmonton, and and then they also swept uh, in the first round. They swept the National Predators, and then they they only lost two games to the Blues. The Blues actually gave them the biggest fight the entire time. Then Biddington got hurt, so they couldn't. Uh, you know, obviously, they didn't have a much of a fighting chance at that point. But uh, yeah, Avalanche look like a look like a wagon. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about these teams. I mean, yes, yeah, so it would be nice to Rangers get to a Stanley Cup, winning this conference. Of course, I want that. But it's like, do we stand a chance if we go? We can't beat Tampa on the road. 
If we go Honestly, to Colorado, what the hell is going to happen? With that team just put up points. I mean, goals. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, yeah, Igor is Igor, but eventually it's just a time where you're going to be – you're going to be embarrassed if you get to the Stanley Cup because Aval- the Avalanche are playing out of their minds. They put up goals. Uh, I mean, see, but that's the thing. I think they run into, you know, an East Coast team and they don't – don't have the time and space to move up because I mean, there's no hitting in that in the Western Conference. You just don't see the plays up against yeah, the board. Don't. You don't see the hitting. So it, I mean, it, it kind of it has a, the op, uh, opportunity to nullify all that skating, yeah, you know, offense. back and forth and, and cut down on the offense. But I mean, thank you to the Avalanche for once again keeping a Canadian team from winning the Stanley Cup. It's coming up on 30 years since the last yeah. uh, Canadian team won a cup. So thank you very much. I, I don't want to roof you at all, but I will tip my cap to that because you know what? Especially last year, it looked like one of them was sneaking way the friggin' and might have bought themselves an easy friggin' cup. But 30 years, keep it going. I hope it goes 100 years. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, Avalanche, absolute wagon. Uh, but that's, you know, we're seeing Eastern Conference, who's going to face off is obviously has to go six, um, maybe go seven. So, you know, what's what's going to happen? The Rangers, if the Rangers go on, they're going to be like, well, Colorado lost that game because they had nine days rest again. <laughs> you know, it's going to be, it's always going to be some sort of excuse against the Rangers. They always have something, but let's yeah, get absolutely. there first. Let's beat Tampa. And hopefully, hopefully I, I listen right now. I will 100% take a serious against the Avalanche because just to win these conferences of being the Stanley Cup final again for the New York Rangers <clears> would be incredible. So I'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you, you can't, you cannot go this hard and this far in, in the Stanley Cup and get the two victories like they did in Series 1 and Series 2 against the Penguins and then against the Hurricane, who everybody had us, you know, yeah, getting smoked that series. You can't go this far and not cash in and take it all the way. Yeah, we didn't come this far just to come this far, right? Essentially. <laughs> uh, but we'll move it on from hockey then. That's our wrap-up of the recap of Game 4. And uh, TJ, just remember, I put the ads in post. This is just a quick pause. <laughs> ready? We're going to put an ad in, and we'll be right back. I'm ready. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. 
Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right. And we're back from the ad. What an amazing ad. And we're going to talk a little New York Yankees baseball. Can we do the uh, super happy ending? Wow, the Rangers won. Rangers win the Stanley Cup. Rook is drunk. He just beat his pants the third time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, that's normal. That's a Tuesday night. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> um, but we have the New York Yankees uh, baseball. The Yankees are, you know, obviously the best team in baseball right now. They're thirty nine and uh, fifteen. They're up right now, ten to four in the bottom of the eighth. So I mean, we're probably going to see a forty. The first team to forty wins in MLB will be the New York Yankees. Yep. Um, and they're doing it behind a solid rotation. You have Nesta Cortez, who is the lowest ERA in baseball. He is. The biggest surprise in MLB this year. He's people talking about him being the All Star starter, like started an All Star game. Like, did you ever think Nesta Cortez was the All Star starter coming into twenty twenty two? No. And the best part of this is being Nick Oshik with this last year when we first started the podcast that that Garrett Cole wasn't the ace; it was always Nesta Cortez. And people yeah. are like, "You're out of your mind. You guys are nuts. If you think Nesta Cortez is the ace, you guys are crazy." Well, guess what? Nesta Cortez actually is the ace of the staff, and Garrett Cole is the guy who makes $30 million a year because yeah. he once was an ace of the staff in Houston. Uh, and he's just stealing money from the Yankees right now. But no, Garrett Cole's been pitching really well, yeah. too. Uh, you had Jameson Tyon on fr- – uh, was it – I think it was Thursday or Friday. Basically, it was two games back-to-back where you had Tyon and Cole both having perfect game bids deep into like the sixth inning of, the, of, uh, of those games. I was Michael thinking- K trying to ruin it. And Michael K saying, it doesn't matter if I say perfect game in the fourth, the fifth, or sixth. It does not matter because it doesn't, there's no, I don't, me saying those words don't actually affect the outcome of the game. Well, fuck you, Michael K, because guess what? There's not been a, there's not been a perfect game since David Cohn. So you must be doing something, Jinx, nope. everybody. Um, but yeah, but obviously they didn't, they didn't end up with no hitters, but they ended up with, uh, I think, uh, so Tyone's game, I think he, I think they won, I think he gave it one run eventually. And then, and then you had Garrett Cole. They won 13 to nothing. So he had a shutout as well. Um, and then the, the rest of the, the staff has been great. Severino, he had a very, uh, he was deep into a ball game as well with no runs, scoreless innings. Um, Mont- Montgomery has been great throughout this year, but he just gets no run support. So he doesn't have as many wins. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the rotation, right? We said Tyon, Severino, Monty, and Nestor. So the rotation has been absolutely incredible. They're driving they see this Yankee team. The second team, everyone always says, oh, they need pitching, they need pitching, they need pitching, and and they have their offense, but it's now we're getting driven by pitching. There's yeah. they're winning the tough games. They're having those clutch moments, those clutch hits. You had Anthony Rizzo, a walk-off hit last week, uh, the two-run uh, single. You had him crushing uh, a home run uh, in Friday night's game, and then you had him hitting another home run in Saturday's game when they won 3 nothing. So, And Judge is just the best player on the planet right now. He has 22 home runs in the yeah. one today. John Carlo came back into the home run. Like, do we need more power in our lineup? No, but no. we got it because Stanton's back. So, <laughs> yeah, I know you're you're ingratiated into um, ingratiated. Is that yeah? Better? And you're, then I'm you're enamored by the hockey. hockey. I, I'm not watching yeah. <laughs> baseball at all, like at all. Like, no sports exist to me right now. I play golf once, if not twice a week, and that is just me kidding myself into thinking I could. Do anything athletic, but my mind, my heart is all on range hockey. I don't give a shit about anything else. And I'm going to go to work tomorrow with just the miserable look on my face. (laughs) And my guys are going to know just 
stay away from him because today's not the day. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, have you even watched like an in and of Yankees baseball in the last Dude, none. None. <laughs> Absolutely zero. And I know that's a total faux pas considering we have a sports podcast. But, <laughs> like, I, I mean, Yankees baseball, I usually don't get heavy into and watch every inning like until you. after the All-Star break, towards yeah. the end of the year. But, I mean, at this point, uh, I will watch. My weekends are consistently, you know, watching a little baseball and watching a lot of golf. And I haven't even watched any golf. So, I mean, that's why my, my golf picks have been crap. They're just dark, unfortunately. <laughs> because it's just I can't even my, – my attention span is just all hockey. And then if I'm not watching hockey, I'm thinking about hockey. You're talking about hockey. You know, we, you know, so many friends that we met – on Twitter, there's bullshit in hockey. Yeah. Our guy Dave, third period bourbon, going back and forth with him. It's just, yeah. it, dude, it's just all hockey up here. People ask me questions at work, and I'm like, I don't know. We got to get the four check going. They're like, what? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, we've been a lot of friends of Rangers Twitter. Uh, a lot of them are just a lot of, you know, great people to talk to and everybody. I mean, the Rangers yeah. community is just fun. Listen, we're all starving for a championship, and we're super supportive of each other. I think there was an issue this year, this weekend, because Truba had a horrible game, uh, like game three, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like bullying this like young girl who's like not like a minor, basically. And everyone right. was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, leave her alone! Like, she likes Truba. Who cares? Like, she's a teenage girl minor. You're gonna be abusing her and bullying her on Twitter. Like, What's what are we doing? Is Truba have a bad game, but he's been carrying this team the entire season. Yeah, he's and people great. want to be quick to get on him, and it's like, dude, come on, stop. Yeah, he stop. had one bad game, and happens. Listen, everyone's not, not everyone's gonna be sharp. It does happen, but this is what. But the like the fact that the Rangers Twitter was like they all stepped up for this one girl. Yeah, it's just awesome. It's a great community. A lot of fun people. Uh, if you listen to this and we we interact with you guys, you know, thank you for interacting with us because we love Rangers Twitter. Um, you know, hit us up at Score uh, Score Addicts Pod uh, on Twitter and talk Rangers hockey with us. We'll we love it. We'll yeah. answer back. We'll retweet you. We'll like it. Uh, you know, we we posted uh, the video, the meme video today of uh, the Step Brothers. I put we we haven't been able to come up with the. Uh, Good meme video lately because the Rangers lost two games in a row. But yeah, uh, we're <laughs> I put a picture of uh, it was I put Kreider and uh, Mika's face on the Step Brothers. Uh, when I was like, this is how Mika and, classic and uh, scene. yeah, classic scene when how Mika and uh, Kreider became best friends. And it's like, what's your not best non pornographic uh, magazine you like to masturbate to? <laughs> Good housekeeping. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh uh, yeah, that's that's that was classic fun, scene. But, yeah, Rangers Twitter is great. Uh, we hope to drag you guys more and more throughout this, you know, throughout this run uh, through. Hopefully, to the Stanley Cup, hopefully to a championship. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't, it was worth it. It was worth uh, talking to all you guys, and uh, you know, having friends like Dave, a third period bourbon, and uh, and call me Snags. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say his real name because it's he has his Twitter name. I won't say his real name, but yep, call me Snags. He's he's been great too. He always tweets us out, and uh, and obviously Kyle Hall from Broadway Hat. Uh, yep, part of the Belly Up Network, network as well with us, and uh, he's been great to uh, to interact with as well. He yeah, came onto our podcast for the uh, for the period. Oh, what was it? I oh, know during the uh, Pittsburgh series, he came on after that. Uh, I think game one or two, the controversial call they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a good guy as well. But but we're moving on from here. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, talk a little golf and some of the controversy yeah. that's going on. 
And if we're talking golf, that means we're also going to talk about, uh, let me get the ad up, uh, Piper Golf, Piper Golf Balls. Go to piper.golf, promo code SCORE10 for 10% off your entire purchase. I went golfing this weekend. I used my Piper Piper uh, Piper Blacks. I used. I gave my other Piper Balls to my friends. I was like, guys, shout out Piper. They're awesome. Check it out. Uh, but I used Piper Blacks. They were great. I lost it, only, not because of the ball, but because of myself, because I suck at golf. <laughs> Dude, I had a I had a, a a crap weekend playing golf this week. I actually shot like a 107. I did absolutely terrible. We played this place, Eagle Ridge, and the fairways were tight. And then even if you got it in the rough, it was this rough fescue and then deep woods. So I, I mean, the 18th hole, I finally figure out where I stripe one, and it's a it's a weird hole, man. It dog legs left, then right, and then goes back left to the hole. So it, it was like a lightning bolt of a hole. I put it right down the right side, around the, the dog leg to the right. Should set up perfectly about a 70, 80-yard wedge in, and I get down there, and I can't find the ball. And I just Ugh. lost my shit. This, dude, total absolute collapse. I'm surprised I didn't snap a club because I was like, you got to be shitting me. I finally hit a fairway, and I can't find the ball. Yeah. Yeah, we, did, we played Easton, uh, PA, uh, Morgan Hill Golf Course. Beautiful golf course. Greens were like pristine condition. Nice. Everything was beautiful. Everything. The tee boxes were very nice. The um, uh, the fairways were beautiful. So we get there and we we go. They have the, it says they have a, a red, the whites, the uh, the greens, and the blues. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, we'll play the greens. Halfway, like not even halfway around, like three holes, and we're like, there's no blue tee. So we're basically playing the tips. Nice. <laughs> and I am not. I'm not a guy who should be playing. What was the, What was the yardage on that? Uh, I think it was. Uh, I gotta look it up. I don't I actually don't remember, but it was it was it was longer than what I'm used to playing. Gotcha. But it's also it was super hilly, so when you hit your ball over a certain hill, your vision was gone. Yeah, you're like, all right, my ball's like in that vicinity. I should be able to find it. We had at one point one of our guys hit like dead center fairway. Like it's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, like it looked like it was dead center fairway. Maybe not. Maybe it hit rough. Could not find it. And it's like we all were losing balls. We're all like, listen, I think. Three of the four of us are pretty, uh, you know, weekend warrior type golfers. But one of our friends is like, he played through a high school. He's a very good golfer. Uh, and he, he he could not find his balls. He was like, I, I'm hitting yeah. him straight. He's like, it must be going to some rough somewhere or whatever it is. He's like, I just can't find it. Because once it goes over man. the hill and you're, and like your, your sight line's gone, you just yeah. can't see anything. That that is the absolute worst when you can't find your ball when you know you hit a good shot. Like I, yeah, I've hit some, and, and it's amazing because every time I hit a shit shot, I managed to find my ball. This weekend, yeah. this past weekend, I hit one so wipey right, such a bad slice that it ended up on the tee box of uh, the next hole coming back, and it probably went about two hundred and forty yards down the fairway and then about thirty yards right, and I find this ball and I have the car path the window with trees growing through it and a clear it, like like the green is right through this opening and i had to wait till the other foursome cleared the green and as they were driving up i'm like hey guys a lot of room in there right they're like yeah huh good luck <laughs> dude and i punched a seven iron to about 25 feet on the green through nice. this window up through the tre- trees went through brains got up and over landed put a nice freaking divot uh, uh in the green and it just grabbed right away and i was like holy crap when I woke up, my my brother and uh, my future brother-in-law were like, where are you? I'm like, I'm on the green. They're like, wait, from the other tee box over there from that hole? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you went through there? I was like, yeah. 
Like, get the fuck out of here. That's an amazing shot. I was like, yeah, I know. And I missed the birdie putt. But yeah, <laughs> still pulled apart. I'll you shouldn't it. even mention that. You should just said you got the birdie. No missed the birdie putt. But the fact <laughs> that I was so, but I find that crap shot on, on a different freaking hole and, and I'm able to scramble and, and get par, get up yeah. and down and get in there. But yet on holes where I can, I'm hitting the fairway, if not just off the right or the left in the rough and you just, you lose a golf ball. And that's probably the most frustrating thing about being a weekend warrior that sucks so bad because you don't have the fans sitting there going like, oh, yeah, it's right there. Or it hit yeah. me in the leg. It's like yeah, just, I, I, I need that guy to stand in there like, oh, right here with the freaking flag. I'll take that any day of the week. But, again, that that is why we're telling some Piper golf balls. They play just as good as those big-name brands that are way too overpriced. Oh, yeah. And 100%. you can use our, our code SCORE10, get 10% off your purchase. You're going to love the way the balls play. They perform exactly how you need uh, the balls to perform. They have their four different uh, colors, uh, green, blue, black, and gold for every type of, you know, uh, handicap, whatever you're playing, whatever you're used to, softer ball, harder golf ball, a little more spin, a little more forgiveness, a little more distance, whatever you need. You can use their, uh, uh, you know, ball uh, quiz and figure out what you want to do. Save yourself some money. Use our promo code. Save yourself even more money. And when you can do that and you have those weekends like we had, you're not as upset. You're still upset. You're not as upset <laughs> when you lose. It's better than losing a $4 Pro V1. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, Piper Golf, great. Um, we So, yeah, speaking of, like, not only was it hilly, but the elevation changes, like, you would tee off, and you'd be looking at a hill that's, like, at least 100 foot up. And you're like, I'm going to use my driver here, but it's like, <laughs> it's, if I hit if I hit this 200 yards, it's only going, like, 150 because of the elevation. Yeah. And then we also had one. It was actually one of the cool holes they have. First of all, the, view, the views in this course is beautiful. It's overseeing all the mountains. You have mountain views all over the place. And uh, one of the holes is a hundred yard elevation, uh, I'm sorry, elevation difference. So you're literally like teeing off. You could use like a pitching wedge just to like put up and down. It's like 180 yards away because of the elevation, just a steep slope. You you just need a pitching wedge to put it up and just drop it right next to it. It was, uh, it it was crazy, but it was a fun course. But we're not here to talk about our golfing experience. Not at all. The Get PGA right into versus, it versus live, uh, live, sorry, live, live, live golf. golf. Amazing. I love Justin it. Johnson is resigned from the PGA today. Bravo so, to him. Yeah. A hundred, I think, I think 150, 125 million dollars guaranteed. Million. So 125. So they said that guaranteed without Dustin Johnson's career, he's made about a hundred, 110 million dollars. Uh, with all his wins and stuff like that, not including obviously endorsements and whatever. No, but no. earnings. And he came out and said it, and his agent said it that you know Dustin did, made the decision, you know what's best for his family. And how do you turn down one hundred and twenty-five million dollars guaranteed? Plus the fact that you have the opportunity to about a four million dollar purse every week. There's only eight events this year; they're just getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're going to get handed one hundred twenty-five million dollars just to play. Versus playing on the PGA Tour and having to grind it out for four days to try just just to try to get in the top ten, top twenty, make a couple hundred thousand dollars. One hundred and twenty-five million dollars is nothing to scoff at. I love the move. It's all about taking care of number one. And you know what? People want to run him down. People want to say, "Oh, look where the money's coming from." That's such a cop out. If you're wearing Nikes on your feet, where do you think that shit came from? You that your sneakers were made in a friggin' sweatshop. If you're rocking Adidas, if you're supporting any of these companies that outsource their their factory work to China and these countries, 
you you are literally putting money in, into yeah. you know child labor and sweatshop and, and all these egregious things. So to say, oh, because the Saudis have the most money to live golf, and you're going to question their type of you know whatever and where that money's coming from. We can all do that and run down where the money coming from your company is or the place of your business is or any of this shit. So cut the crap. It doesn't matter where the money's coming from. It, it All that matters is we all have jobs. We all have to make money. We all have to provide for our families. And this guy's doing what's best for him. And I think the PGA Tour is going to get walloped. I think they're going to get the foot in their ass because uh, Phil Mickelson just signed his deal, worked almost $200 million with Live Golf. Yeah. The more players that jump on live golf, the more the PGA is going to have to reel back and reassess because you cannot monopolize this, especially when golfers are pretty much private contractors. They're, yeah. they're not they're pretty much. They are. They're independent contractors. Yeah. So, so you're going to say that, oh, well, you put in the request, you did everything the right way, but we're still telling you, no, essentially monopolizing that. No, you either pay, you either play for us and, you know, you tow the company line or you're out. Guess what? Dustin Johnson is never going to look back. He's getting $125 million. He's never going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know. No, nope, thank you for the PGA and, and everything they did for me. But I'm moving on. And it's so funny how these companies are now pulling money out of Dustin Johnson and, and getting rid of the whatever endorsement deals they have if they're associated with the PGA. It's going to blow up in their face, dude. The, the, from what Greg Norman has said, Live Golf is supposed to be. I know it seems a little weird with the shotgun starts, but being able to watch golf all the way through, I mean, how many times do you put on a tournament or when it finally hits CBS or NBC or whoever's covering it, even the golf channel, you're, you're catching some of your favorite players on the 14th hole or you're watching yeah. a recap because they teed off at 6 a.m. and the golf coverage doesn't start till 2 p.m. So they're doing a shotgun start. I think they're what? only a max of 64 players or something like that. Uh play the each tournament so you're going to get to see every shot every play they're setting it up where you can follow your own guy the entire way through all 18 holes i mean if you're Pretty a golf awesome, fan actually. if you like watching golf if you're not a casual golf fan you're a legit golf fan and you want to watch every single hole every single chip every single putt every single drive you're getting everything you want out of live golf dude i, I mean so put put to the side where the Money's coming from whatever political, geopolitical nonsense is going on that you, you know, don't support or do support or whatever it is that is always going to be in the background. If you're taking it solely as an, uh, a fan of the sport, how do you not root for an up and coming league and something that's going to give you professional golf at the highest level in different venues, mix it up a little bit. They're doing uh, te- team style uh, points and scoring as well and, and events. Like uh, how that. do you just poo-poo that? Uh, I'll take good golf any day of the week. It doesn't matter if it's from the PGA or Live Golf or the LPGA. You know, step it up. Br- br- bring it. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of the sport, and I'll watch it, dude. NHL decided to turn around a whole bunch of players decided, like, hey, we're going to start playing some roller hockey in the offseason. Yeah. I'm going to watch that shit, too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't matter where the money's coming from. It doesn't matter. I'm a sports fan. You're, you're The sport that I enjoy watching, you're going to give me more of it and mix it up and do it in a certain way where it's not going to be the typical uh, Thursday to Sunday. And if you really want to see good golf, you have to wait till Saturday and Sunday to get the most coverage. No, they're shaking it up a little bit. And the PGA is trying to put a monopoly stranglehold on it and, and you know, remove them and keep them gaining any momentum. I'm in full support of anybody that goes over there to live golf. And I think the more players that move over there and, and and generate some attention and fun, and if Live Golf takes off, 
the PGA is going to have to reel back and say, like, all right, we'll let you come back and play for us. And you got to hope that these guys even want to ball to come back and play in fees. Yeah, and the thing about crazy about Live Golf was that they offered Tiger Woods high nine figures. So I was just reading an article was they're saying like over five hundred million dollars, maybe even close to a billion dollars. And Tiger Woods actually said no to that. Yeah. He's he's loyal yeah. to the PGA. I know some guys really are. Some guys are. Some guys don't want to go over to live golf. I'm sure Brooks. I think, kept, I know. I think for Tiger Price, Woods, Price is going to go, to live golf, right? I'm not sure. There was rumors that he was, wasn't. Uh, he kind of pulled back a little bit. He's mm-hmm. not making a statement as to if he is or not, but I'm sure yeah. if they can offer him that, that much money. And he's coming saying, off an injury. He's not making the yeah, top tens. So, I, I mean, if, if they're going to put the money in your pocket, how are you going to turn down hundreds of millions of dollars? Yeah, and then, like you said, the thing about China, like there's the NBA basically has like makes a ton of money from China, like Nikes and all that stuff. And LeBron James even at one point yep. defended China when it came to Daryl Morey, who stood up for you know the, the human rights in China, and he was like he should have kept his mouth shut because you know I'm making money in China. You know, like it's like if they're able to do it, then why not you know, with the, the golf, with the live golf? I get the Saudi Arabia, but it's like. It's not just strictly a Saudi Arabian league. Not like the only playing in Saudi Arabia. The no, it's it's just league. where the investment you know? came from. Just but where the money they, comes again, from. Again, how how many times that the, Saudi the, the Saudi the Saudi had that uh, has that tournament every year, and then it goes there, and the all Dubai. the players go yeah. there and play in it. Yeah, the Dubai uh, was the Dubai Open, Dubai Classic, the something like Dubai, that. Dubai, I think it's Dubai Invitational, something like that. Yeah, and and but that was okay, and now all of a sudden there, it's dude, it's. It's total, you know, market manipulation. It's it's a business tactic to try to shit on a company and try to keep Live Golf from taking off. And I am in full yeah. support of it. And I'm and I'm not trying to say I'm not in support of the PGA. I'm in full support of the PGA as well. But essentially, what they're trying to do is they're trying to rub out their competition, and that's yeah. not good as and as a fan. To- more competition. You you should want to see more changes. And, and anytime you can get more of the same sport, how are you going to sit there and just listen to the media nonsense and be like, well, they said I have to hate you, so I hate Live Golf. <laughs> The same thing is like football. Like if there's like NFL as rivals, like granted, you know, they had the Alliance American Football League. That wasn't that great. XFL actually was pretty good until the COVID happened. Yeah. And that killed it. XFL's coming back. You had the AFL, I think this year, or I'm sorry, USFL. Yeah. It's all right. But it's like, it's, it's just a new product. If you love that sport. Yeah. Why wouldn't you support it? You know, uh, it's the same thing. Like when the Olympics happened, like hockey Olympics, like we love watching hockey Olympics. Yeah. Uh, NBA Olympics, like uh, uh, NBA, but basketball Olympics. Like we like watching other sports. If you're a fan of sport, you're just gonna be a fan of watching a new sport. And what's wrong with having another another tour, another not tournament, but another league, or you know, to to watch more golf? And then you're it makes it up a little bit. Like I said, they're they're changing the format. And again, yeah, the I'm shot of start it sounds awesome to me. I, I'm not a fan of you know, watching soccer at all. Uh, I, I'm not just not a soccer guy, but I will say this anytime FIFA's on and, and it's world cup time, I will watch because oh, yeah. that is actually entertaining and the amount of fans that are into it and stuff like that. And I am not a fan at all. I don't, I don't know. Hand rules. I just assume rules are like hockey rules with like offsides yeah. and when you're supposed to get into the box and the ball has to get there first or whatever the hell. And I figure it out, but I'll still watch because the excitement is there. The energy is there. And that creates a buzz around your sport and brings new fans in. People like me who don't know what the hell they're watching, but they'll get into it a little bit. So I'm all for it. Grow the sport. I'm glad that people like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson made the move over there. I want to see more PGA players make the move over there, support their fellow players. You know, it's it's essentially almost like unionizing. If you're all in on it, what is PGA going to do? 
What are they going to, who are they going to run out there every year? Yeah. And then who is it so far? So it's been, it's Kevin Na, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson. Uh, Taylor else? Gooch, Taylor Gooch said he's yeah, going like over. Gooch. Um, a couple other players. I think they said it's like 10 players in the top 100 or 15 players in the top 100, something like that. So it's a small dent. It's not the huge statement that they want to make. Yeah. But the more players that walk over there, and now you got to remember when this goes, and I think their first tournament's what, at the end of the month? I think so. I'm trying to look in, uh, in England. So imagine watching Taylor Gooch win a $4 million. And you got Taylor Gooch is what? Maybe 50th, 60th in the world, something like that. Maybe a little yeah. higher. Imagine everybody behind him going, you know what? I placed 15th this weekend that, you know, where I'm a Canadian open or, you know, whatever. And yeah. I, I made $400,000 and I haven't shot, you know, I haven't pl- placed behind Taylor Gooch here this year. So you're telling me I could have made $4 million this weekend? Yeah. And the thing too, it's, it's, it's going to open up eyes. It's going to bring attention it, to what players can make, and you, you're going to see some people jump off. Yeah, and it's it's also saying like these guys are looking for generational wealth. You know, like this is like to take care of their family for like almost forever. Like essentially, it's like your grandchildren are going to be taken care of because of the money you're getting from. You, you're talking about you know 125 million dollars to Dustin Johnson. I'm sure Taylor Gooch didn't make that much money by signing. No, I don't think he did. And a lot of these guys aren't going to make that much money. But Phil got two fifty. Phil's Phil could be in the senior tour right now. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he got two hundred fifty million dollars to play uh, uh, with live tour uh, live golf. Right, like, it's crazy the money that's right. there. And again, it's don't think that because Tiger Woods said no to almost a billion dollar contract with them is because he's staying faithful to the PGA Tour. He's staying faithful to the PGA Tour because it's essentially his legacy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I he made so much. He makes enough money off endorsements. Where if he never played another round of golf, he will probably make. If he told the the, the golf channel like, "Yeah, dude, I'll do commentary, especially on all the majors and stuff like that," and I'll join the CBS cast, and he'll make a hundred million dollars commentary year. So he will generate that kind of money. It, it's just insane. So he's he's latching onto his legacy. If he left the PGA Tour, essentially, then he'd be you know. Uh, Pretty much a person of we we don't talk about him that you know uh, he'd be pretty much Voldemort you know he who must not be named he'd be like Bruno and Encanto yeah exactly <laughs> um, so it, it's and I also feel like too he he doesn't want to miss out on those majors like I know it's probably a long shot for him catching Jack at this point because he's he's older now and right you know who knows what could ever happen but and it's so many injuries Tiger probably could have beat Jack. If he didn't get hurt all those times, they took all those all those years off. Yeah, but he he doesn't want to risk that. You know, like God forbid, let's say he can win a few more majors and even right. time. He wants that legacy. He doesn't want like that's a goal for him. So for him to say with PGA, I don't think it's not loyalty to PGA. I think it's more of like I this is my legacy, and I could possibly catch Jack. I'm gonna try to do whatever I can to stay stay around PGA. Right, and he's not gonna you know, listen. I mean, a billion dollars is plenty of money to get me to be like. <laughs> Everybody yeah. hates you in your life because you left. It's like, good, hate me. I don't care. I just bought an island. <laughs> I bought an island. And I think I'm buying an Apache helicopter just for the hell of it. You know how to fly yeah. it? No, I'll figure it out. And if I crash that figure one, I'll buy another one. But, you know, he doesn't want to be persona non grata. He doesn't want to, you know, kind of be left behind. And 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 I, and I can understand it from that standpoint. So I, I think Tiger Woods making that move is more what's best for him and best in his interest. But, again, 
I mean, you're talking about a mega million style, you know, win for Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Essentially, like, wait, I, I only have to – this year I'm going to play eight events and yeah. I have the chance of making $4 million at each event plus. Plus and, what you already got, the $125. Right. And, and you're going to give me $125 million just to show up, just to put my face on your brand? Thank and what's you. What's the contract for? How long is it? It's for five years, right? Is that what it is? Something like that, yeah. So, he just gets to play. Like, it's – he doesn't have to win – Dude, imagine just to be there. He would have to win over the next five years, let's say three or four majors, and probably about 30 PGA events over the next five years to make that kind of money and play. So now you're now you're gotta play the odds and you gotta play, you know, what 35 weeks out of 52 weeks of, of a golf season. And versus you're playing eight events and you're already paid. Like yeah. anybody that says like, I would turn that down. You're a moron. No, you're an absolute no idiot. There's no way you, you would do that. But no. I think we talked enough about the PJ and live golf. Let's go to what we typically are here for uh, the picks, which are once again, sponsored by Piper golf promo code score 10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Like I said before, definitely great balls, uh, and it's at a reasonable price. It definitely will be, you know, good for anyone game, especially a weekend warrior guys like us. Yeah, you know, you won't feel as bad when you lose it when, when you lose a ball no. uh, when you go Piper Golf. Um, but we have the Canadian Open, the Canadian Open, who has who has not occurred for the last two years due to COVID restriction. Yep. So it's finally back. Defending champion is Rory McIlroy. Uh, who won back in uh, what? 20, I guess twenty nineteen, right? Because there was no twenty twenty, no twenty twenty one. So he won back in twenty nineteen, but he's technically still the defending champion. Um, so TJ, what do we got? What are your picks? Oh wait, first before we go to that, we hit again. Will Zalatoris top ten? <clears throat> that was my little pick. taste, little taste of it. Little taste it was, isn't a great win. We didn't pick the winner. We didn't. Build, none of us pick Billy Herschel. He wasn't on our. Uh, he wasn't on our radar at all, but. Will Zalatoris got top uh, top five finished. Now none other guys finished in top five, so this is sometimes a tricky part about golf. So if right. you had bet him top ten, I think you got paid out completely. Uh, for me, I actually bet him top five. Will Zalatoris, mm-hmm. and because nine guys finished in the top five, um, my bet got split. So it ended up only being like a that plus sucks. one, one plus maybe plus one fifty at most. When originally it was a plus six sixty, right. which was a good payout. Uh, for top five rules, Al Torres, but because of that, that happens sometimes when it comes to golf betting. So just be aware of that. But it's still a hit. A win is a win. I'll take the money. I'm yep. not complaining. So yeah. So looking got? at the odds, I mean, Scotty Scheffler is your favorite plus 850, and then followed by Justin Thomas and Rory Mount, like you said, returning champ plus 950. Uh, just for the odds, you know, to, to make it worth uh, laying a little bit of money and, and try to get a little uh, extra cash, I'm going to go with Sam Burns plus fourteen hundred. It's a good pick. You know, go, throw that. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to. I will most likely throw a little bit on Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy, just because. I mean, Scotty Scheffler's on fire. Rory McIlroy, returning champ, and Rory McIlroy has been playing solid this year. I'm yeah. still waiting for him to break through. I bet him a couple times this year, just hoping that he breaks through. But uh, other than you know throwing. Maybe a unit, maybe twenty twenty five bucks in both Rory and Scheffler, just to have a little money in there. I think my big pick is going to be Sam Burns, and then after that, my uh, uh, top ten finish is going to be. Here we go, Mister JJ Spawn, Ooh. plus five fifty. 
I'm gonna take JJ yeah. Spoon at plus five fifty. You know, little uh twenty twenty five dollar bet on him just to get some money out in there. And like we said, you know, go with Fanduel. You can cash out early. You guy makes yeah. a move. It's all about listen. It's it's great hitting. It's it's great riding all the way to the end when your picks hit and watching all the way. But the second you see that you're going into the green from the red. And let's say you threw about 60, 70, 80 bucks worth of uh, bets out there, and all of a sudden you can cash out $150. Dude, I'll take free money every day. Yeah. I'm not rich. I'm not turning down money. Yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah, I agree with you. And JJ Spawn, if you do like him to win, it's plus 11,000. So it's a really good payout if you, I mean, that, that might be like a chance of winning. For the fun of it, throw like 15 bucks on JJ Spawn. Not Just the odds. They're like three dollars on them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, JJ Spawn plus five fifty, top ten, uh, and then uh, Sam Burns is going to be my uh, my big pick for the win. Probably throw uh, a unit, if not a unit, in him. But like I said, I'm going to have a little bit of money on uh, Scheffler and Rory just to keep it interesting, just to keep my options open, just to walk out of there, try to walk out of away from this weekend ahead a little bit. Yeah, uh, sorry, I keep scratching my eyes. Anyone who's watching this is probably like, what is wrong with this guy? My well, you know what? We're, we're depressed. We're tired. We got our asses kicked it's late. tonight. It's 11.40 at night. We're doing this. We're grinding for the for the, for the the audience. My eyes are just killing me. My contacts are for just all so three of yous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all three of you guys. Hey, we did actually pretty well. We're actually top 10 in belly up uh, media right now. So, boom. We are making moving, waves. Moving on up. In the, we're grinding. We're grinding. And we have a big... Guest announcement coming this week. So, Woo! you guys want to tune in for the June twenty second, um, especially if you're a New York Jet fan. We have a big Ooh. guest coming on June twenty second. Um, but going to my picks, so I did like Sam Burns as well, but you already picked him, so I'm not going to pick him again, obviously. Um, so Cam Smith was the leader. He had a one stroke lead into after Saturday, going to Sunday. He goes five over mm-hmm. on Sunday. Doesn't even make the top ten. I picked him last week to be a top 10. Completely fell apart. I was like, oh, I'm, I should be a shoo-in for a top 10 bet right now. And he ends up shitting the bed and not even getting the top 10. Um, so, I mean, people look for him to bounce back this week. I'm probably not gonna, He's not probably going to be my pick, but if you want to take a look at him, he's plus $1,100 for a winner. Uh, I'm sorry, plus $1,100 for a winner. Uh, I'm going to go with the Canadian boy here. The top Canadian uh, with odds is Corey Connors plus 2,000. There's not been a winner of the Canadian Open from Canada since like 1954, 1959, something ridiculous like that. So wow. I'm picking the Canadian right now. Corey Connors, do your country proud. Oh, Canada <laughs> shall be playing at the end of the Canadian Open. And it's going to be to you, Corey Connors. Uh, but that's plus 2,000 mm-hmm. from the whim. I'm going to go with uh, Shane Lowry plus 1,800. And then um, my deep, I'm going to go deep dive here, like you did with JJ Spawn. But, uh, I'm going to go with um, – I feel like I'm between a couple guys right now. I'm going to go Cameron Champ plus 8,000. That's my long, nice. long shot. But I also do like Matthew Fitzpatrick as well um, mm-hmm. and Tony Finau. So let me just go. I got the odds for them as top 10. Those are my top 10 picks. Um, don't do what I did. Make sure you scroll down a little bit if you're on FanDuel. Last week I put all my bets in. I'm like, all right, I'm putting all these top 10 guys. And then I'd be I bet them all top five. So just look, scroll down a little more. <laughs> Matthew Fitzpatrick plus one eighty. That's my top ten pick. And I'll also go with Tony Finau plus two ninety. My top ten pick as well. Love it. No picks. So those are our PJ picks. Listen, we've been hot here. Hopefully, we don't fizzle out. 
Last week we we got close yeah. to fizzling out, but we still got a couple. We got a cash with uh, your pick in the top ten. Old Will Zalatoris, Happy Gilmore's caddy himself, Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow, wow. So, we've been there. We we've been right around the cusp. And, and again, two weeks ago, what did I have? Uh, Harold Varner, and he was that going was into huge. Sunday. Like I was like, holy shit, dude! I was like, this is gonna be a momentous win, and it was like, epic. Yeah, and then I won that one though. Justin Thomas paid it away. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we've been pretty hot. We picked the last two two winners the last three weeks. Uh the actual tournament winner. Yep. Two of the last three weeks. Then we've had three, I think three or four straight weeks that we actually cashed in on a bet. So yeah. we're definitely hot right now. Hope we keep it that way. Hopefully, yeah, I think what do we wins. have to uh I mean I, I know this year's getting, you know, we're getting deeper into the year, so there's been plenty of tournaments, but I think for for 2022, we got like six winners, right? I think we actually, yeah, I think we're pretty, we're we're uh, we're there. Six tournament winners. So, listen, I'm still plus money, so yeah, that's true. And then the Good U.S. Night. Open's coming up next weekend, which is a big weekend. Yeah. Uh, tune in to Divots and Pivots. They're doing a, a live show um, on Saturday. Awesome. Live uh, simulator. Um, we were, we may be on it. I'm not sure, depending on what time it is. We don't really know if we'll be on it, but we may tune in. They want us to a uh, a back away challenge to them. They're going to be live doing, uh, uh, I think it's like a long drive competition and they want us to kind of mm. roast them as they go to, uh, hit their oh, nice. drive. So we're going to try to see if we can back, get them back away from laughter. Uh, <laughs> wow. We'll, I mean, we'll try our best. We'll try our best. So we're going to, we're going to figure that out with them, but definitely tune into them. Uh, us open a show kind of like how we did the master show. Um, but they're going to be live from the simulator as opposed to us showing clips of us at a simulator. <laughs> uh, it'll be it'd be still be still gonna be a great show. So that's Davidson Pivots. Check it out June 18th, uh Father's Day weekend, US Open. Um, but for us, I think we just have one more thing to talk about, and that would be on TJ's favorite topic. Getting your pets spayed and neutered. Oh, that's Bob Barker's favorite. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> TJ, the, the NBA finals uh going going on All right now. Right. Good night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I I I just typed that in just to, just to mess with TJ. Um, we're not we're not basketball guys, especially when there's no Knicks involved. Uh, right now, Warriors Celtics Celtics blew them out in the first game, and then Warriors brought the Celtics in the second game. So these are just riveting games, just getting blown out. There's not even that. There's no like there's no there's no like challenge end of these games. It's almost like the Rangers getting blown yeah. out three one. In these games, just horrible basketball. But um, Dude, sorry, ba- I- I'm sorry for any basketball fan. I mean, you guys like what you like. I'm a golf fan. Uh, shit, I'll I'll watch curling. You know what I mean? I'll be all in on the Winter Olympics for curling going on. <laughs> I love I love women's college softball. Absolutely love it. Um, and the LPGA stuff like that that people you know poo poo all the time. But basketball to me is like. Essentially, if ice hockey was played with a soccer-sized net, it's like, dude, everybody out there is seven feet fucking tall and the rim's ten feet away, and you're really not allowed to play hard defense, and there's there's no no goal, can't goaltend, so it's like it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, I'm sorry, it's just like the back and forth. I, I listen. Don't get me wrong. I will watch. You know, uh, the March Madness and those college players, they go hard and you get an actual game and you get excitement. But other than that, the NBA does not excite me at all. If you it was told me that games, game, they were just breaking down the NBA 
finals to the last. You were just playing a two minute game. That's that's it. That's the only excitement you're going to get. The funny thing too about it, like I agree with you because game one was a blowout. They were out. Uh, Warriors were outscored forty to eighteen in the fourth quarter. It was like this game's a blowout. They have no shot of coming back in this game. It's like seven eight minutes left. No one's even trying now. It's game one. No one wants to get hurt. Yeah. Then you have game two, the same thing. They're up 30 before the fourth quarter even starts, and the fourth quarter was, like, non-competitive. Man. So, like, what 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 enjoyment is there in that at that point? And it'll, it, who knows? It could be maybe it will change in game three. They're moving the, – the series moves to Boston. Hopefully, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm cheering for the Warriors because I don't like Celtics, but um, – Yeah, but, not going to root for Boston to do good in anything. Yeah, in anything. So, you know, we hope <laughs> we hope the Warriors come back. It would – I mean, it, it could be in the being a game. Uh, each game is just blowouts, you know, and that happens yeah. in the NBA sometimes where it's like each team blows other out like one, you know, they'll go one, one, one the whole way until game seven. And then they'll finally play tight and play a little aggressive or, you know, uh, you know, play a little right. on the heels or no one wants to make a mistake. And that happens in the NHL like almost immediately, like in a, in a Stanley Cup playoff where yeah. I, they don't, everyone wants to play hard the entire way where it's like, ah, oh, we don't want to, we'll get the next round, you know, next game. And that's just the NBA. So hopefully NBA finals changes. Hopefully they'll be a little bit more. I'm sure the ratings are still doing well because people love the NBA. Listen, I, yes. I usually tune in for the NBA finals. I enjoy it. But I just I haven't been able to watch this this so far. The first two games hasn't been exciting. So Not my that's just my opinion on the NBA finals. But I'll watch you have a different opinion. First. If you do have a different opinion, comment below. Um, you know, let us know what you feel with the NBA finals. We could be wrong. You can kill us. I don't care. But or tweet at tweet yeah, at us. At, I'm, uh, I'm at wrong about a lot of things, spot. so. What's that? I said I'm wrong about a lot of things, so who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm just a moron yeah, with a microphone in front of me because I paid for it, damn it. <laughs> sure, that's pretty much that's me. That's your podcast name. I paid for it, damn it. <laughs> we're going to rebrand to that. Um, you will listen to every damn word I have to say <laughs> and you'll like it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> So I think that's pretty much it. We don't really have much else. The you old know, Rangers it sucks. They lost. Uh, but yep. Come back game five strong. We do not want to go to Tampa down three, two. No, uh, we do not. Six. No, uh, we do not. But, but uh, why I'm not hoping us? Why not I'm, us? I'm I'm hoping uh to get a little golf content as of right now. Oh nice. Me, McCormick, and uh our good friend Richie are going up to Crystal Springs this Sunday, as long as the weather holds out, paying a butt ton of money to go up there and uh, driving about 90 minutes to go play this course. But yeah. Crystal Springs, uh, you never played the resort, has like seven golf courses up there, Ballyon, which is just always rated one of the, the best golf courses in New Jersey. And so is Crystal Springs, you know, uh, the golf course named after the, obviously the resort. And the the claim to fame at Crystal Springs is uh, – they're par three. That's pretty much off a cliff. You, you shoot at a green about, uh, I think it's like a hundred and something, 120 feet of elevation down onto this green. Essentially you're just playing depending on the wind situation, either a wedge all the way up to like a seven iron down to it. And the green is just, just an oddly sh- where they put the hole. It's, it gets skinny. And then it's the water on the left side, a big portion of the green behind the water. And then a big portion in front. It's just insane. And then every year Crystal Springs does uh, this thing where if you play within like I think a week or two of when they open up this contest and I think it's like a closest to the pin type of deal. If you hit the green and if you're within a certain amount of feet, 
you're welcome back to uh, compete in. They essentially give away like a hundred and something thousand dollars worth of resort credit if you can hole out back and enter this thing. So it, it's just it's one of those impossible holes that are just like if you get it anywhere near the green, you're happy. So I'm I'm very hopeful that the weather holds out this weekend. We get up there and we're able to play, and then I should have some content for us of me yeah. hopefully not losing a Piper gold in the water or just off the cliff or maybe in Joe Schmo's backyard. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of sounds like a course we played was elevation. That part three was insane. Um, but we, we, I did a couple of few things for content wise and that's, nice. uh, that's on our uh, TikTok. So if you follow us to add score, uh, addicts pod, um, I'm oh, sorry, scoreboard addicts pod on TikTok. Our Twitter is score addicts pod. Uh, so check it out. Check out our, our content. Hopefully we'll have some sort of Rangers content in the next couple of days. I don't know. I don't feel like I don't feel like editing anything right now because I'm just so no disappointed in the game. No, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll work on it. <laughs> Sorry, we, we're lackluster in on the enthusiasm department tonight. But if you don't understand why, you're not a real sports fan. Yeah, if you don't get the heartbreak, this is episode 52. By the way, this is supposed to be a big milestone for us, and the Rangers ruined it. Yeah. I mean, I essentially texted Rook, like, let's just get this podcast started now because, I mean, my heart is broken and I'm ready for bed. I'm that depressed. And our guy, Nicky, I'm in bed. Good night, you fucks. Yeah, Nick was like, I'm going to bed early. Fuck you guys. But Nicky's working hard. Nick is away, you know, on active duty in the army. Covering our country. He deserves his sleep. Absolutely. And the fucking Rangers deserve to win for our guy, Nick, and everybody else. Defending our freedom in our country. And if there's any service member uh, out there, women and men that are Tampa Bay fans, well, we don't fucking care. No. <laughs> I support you wholeheartedly, but your team sucks. Yeah, sorry. Your, your team sucks. We support you. <laughs> Serving our country, we, just, we don't support your hockey team choice. Absolutely not. Not even a little uh, bit. But New York Yankees won. So New York Yankees are the best team in baseball. Boom. Two teams in baseball are the best teams in baseball, and they will both reside in New York. So New York is up and coming. <laughs> so is the homeless population here, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so are the oh, gas prices. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Let me get me started. Bad time to have a pickup truck. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Nick is Bad time Nick to have a car. Up. We roasted Nick pretty hard about his electric bike, but who's laughing now? Yeah, seriously, he looks uh, he looks pretty smart. But that'll do it for us at the Scoreboard X podcast. Sorry, we're we're all out of our sports. It's late. It's late. We're rambling. The last ten minutes of this is bad, but you know what? If you stuck around, you got to this point. Thank you. We appreciate you. Appreciate your support. Uh, follow us on Instagram, t- uh, Twitter. I almost said Titter. <laughs> dude. That that sounds like a great uh, new. Concept good of, app, uh, good app. Just Twitter. Twitter. It's like everybody it's, just flash your boobs. Twitter, but everyone just Men, flashes their tits. Women, non-binary, <laughs> throw a nipple on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on TikTok, and on our YouTube channel, and just search Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, and you'll find us there. And now we're available wherever podcasts are available. And uh, you know, last couple times I've said this, it's worked. So I have to end the podcast in this as well. Um, I'm gonna end this with the little, little uh, the Rangers uh, a compilation that I have here. That I'm supposed to get us five, so it became five. So the last few times I ended the podcast with this with this with this line, the Rangers have gone on to win. So Tampa, welcome to the motherfucking jungle. Let's go. We're going back to MSG in Game Five. We're taking it. It's three two lead. I don't give a shit. 
Okay, everyone thinks I'm being positive now. Rangers win game five. Book it. Boom. Your lips <laughs> to God's ears. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully someone doesn't put this back. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but welcome to the motherfucking jungle. Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 